everyone. Welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I talk to former classmates from Wissahickon High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. If you haven't yet, make sure you listen to episode 248, a great conversation with class of 2004's Jessica Smith, a.k.a. Jess Dyer, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Write a review and throw me five stars wherever you're listening to this. Full video is also available at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, and of course, you can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School. This week, my guest is Andrew Black. I've already talked to Andrew's twin sister, Lizzie, back in episode 215. Like Lizzie, I didn't know Andrew very well, but he and I were actually in the same middle school pods from 6th to 8th grade. I've talked to both Danielle Cataldi and Derek Cataldi on this podcast, but they were separate grades. This is the first completion of twins for the show, as we also have a few sets of twins in our class. Andrew also just recently was married, and he happened to share some of his wife's photos on Instagram, and it prompted me to reach out and see if he would be interested in doing the podcast. And I'm grateful he said yes. So let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Andrew Black. Yo. Yo. My be- my bearded friend. What's up? Yeah, man. <laughs> Brothers and chin growth. That's right. <laughs> Except you're, you're probably gaming a little faster than mine. Oh, well, dude, I've even, I even was like paranoid about it. Cause I was like, this is my first time doing a podcast since I moved. I just moved. Like, I know I heard that. I saw that on Instagram. How'd it go? Days ago. Like, it's crazy. Like I am obviously I'm in the basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're like surrounded by boxes and just like tons of stuff that like, you know, you pack things and you're like, I need to bring this with me. And then you, you have, and you don't know where to move it to. You have no <laughs> idea where it goes. Moving is moving and painting are like the two things that I hate the most. Oh, we had, always had to move and always had to paint. I, I in fact, we were, so we're renting, but I, I had the landlord paint some stuff that she was like, oh, we could, uh, you know, I don't know. There's paint downstairs. If you want to do that, and I go, listen, we are not painters. We are not going to be <laughs> painting like that is just not going to happen for us. Why don't you go ahead and take care of that for us? Yeah, right. Pain in the butt. I, I don't have the patience for it. Oh, my gosh. Where are you? You're in I'm, Florida? I'm in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Yeah. Wow. It's about, it's really like Southern, Southern Georgia. Um, we're like 35 minutes from like the Georgia border. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Never thought I'd be down here, but um, it's not bad. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, hot down there. Pretty oh, nice yeah. weather all the time. Yeah. I mean, so we actually get, call it a winter. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it can get to like, the 50s maybe like the high 40s um for like a couple weeks in like january february but then once you get back to like march april you get back to the heat without the humidity and then once you get to june july august september it's just hot and humid and like 110 115 degree heat index and you're just like wow so you just kind of melt a little bit but what can you do we're going to Vegas uh, at the end of next week, and it's mm-hmm. like we just wanted to go, just like get get a trip, and uh, and we're just looking at the weather and how like this is literally the hottest time in Vegas ever. So like we're looking oh, at yeah. the exact same type of temperatures for out there, but it's that dry heat, dude. Hot, hot. Forget about that. I remember I went out there in July and it was like 120, and I felt like my forehead was under a crisper. I mean, it was just weird. 
when I uh, when I did this this podcast with your sister, we stayed up for about seven hours. Seriously, just drinking like wine and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a hell of a next day. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. She had just moved to California, so I don't think she had anywhere to be at the time. Um, and you know, for me, I was just working from home. So I was just like, yeah, let's just keep going. She's on California time. So I think it was like two in the morning, three in the morning by the time I finished. Well, she can talk too. <laughs> you, you get her going, you, you just buckle up. Strap it was in. It, well, it was really interesting though. And, and, you know, I think in thinking today actually was that I think I actually knew you a little bit more. We just had classes together. Yeah. Um, whereas your sister, I, I just didn't really know anything about. So I think that curiosity level, but, um, as far as like, I think brother and sister, you're the first completion I've, I've, I've made, <laughs> I've had a couple, I've had a couple, I've had some married couples make the completion, but I've never had the brother, sister or brother, brother completion, let alone the twins. There you go. And so, well, I, you know, I apologize in advance. You're probably going to hear a lot of the same stories. <laughs> No, you know what? It was a year ago. And like I said, it was a long night of conversation. So there are even some things I feel like I forget about. So we'll, uh, mm -hmm. so I apologize if I misrepresent what I remember. <laughs> Not going to bother me. I have to be upfront with you. I, I told my wife that I was doing a podcast and she was like, get the hell out of here. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, explain the whole background. She's like, you hate podcasts. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> She tries to get me to like listen on road trips and yeah. I just do it in the car, like American life or radio something. And yeah. Yeah. This American life. Yeah. See podcasts. I feel are is a very individual experience Sure, because I, the greatest compliment I have when, when people tell me about the podcast is that they tell me they're talking back to the podcast. They feel like they're in the room wow. with, with the guests and, and me and they feel like they're a part of the conversation. I think that's hard to do when you're listening with someone else and you're talking and now you're not in the room, you're with them listening. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like book on tape. I, I like you're trying to concentrate to follow along versus just listening to a conversation and just kind of figuring it out. So when you asked me to do this, I actually downloaded like five or six episodes. And I was like, I got I gotta I gotta listen to it to at least know what's going on here. Um, Who'd you and I think my, to? my sister called me out. She was like, yeah, Andy didn't even know about it. He was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Liz. Appreciate <laughs> no, I, listen, I take that as a compliment. The fact that you were then willing to do it, not knowing that you didn't actually listen to it in the past. Why not? I mean, I, when, when you're doing something, I feel like it's very creative and, and it, like you were always very creative. Um, from, from what I remember in high school, you were always like, joking around but you always had like this creative edge and our lockers were always near each other right right b and c yeah so it was like and then we had a, a few classes together so i mean there was always that kind of creative aspect to it and then i don't know if i knew this before but the writing uh for was it smackdown yeah 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 Actually, <laughs> i stole this off the wall of the wwe when i got fired <laughs> Really? <laughs> I, took this, uh, yeah. I took this out of the office and just took I'm it with me. I'm taking this with me. Screw you guys. <laughs> but I mean, to write like an episode of SmackDown or write episodes of SmackDown, that's, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. It was, uh, taxing. It was, it took years off of my life, but, um, I appreciate that you actually, that you remember that stuff. I always wonder what do people remember about me? 
I always assumed, I think when I started the podcast, I assumed that people would remember the negative and not remember like the, yeah, you know, like, uh, you just, rem- like in my head, you remember like, um, what uh, negative things did you do? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I would just like uh, a very aggressive, you were always very, very nice in high school. That's what I remember. You're just I like, yeah, I remember you being very nice, uh, not confrontational. Um, but at times when I would get animated, uh, people would tell me to shut the fuck up. And if you tell me, you know what I mean? So if you tell me to shut the fuck up, I'm going to tell you to shut the fuck up. And then if you say something back, I'm going to tell you, prove it or something. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like, I always right. felt like a, a a need to instigate or take it to another level higher to show that I'm tougher. And, and <laughs> so that's what I assume 20 years later when you think back about yourself. Um, and I don't think I ever took into account that people just assume the worst about themselves. So I just assumed the worst about myself and assumed everyone remembers the, right. my my worst my worst qualities that I worked hard to to try and like remove, right. um, but no one really talks about. Now I haven't talked to everybody yet. I'm not, <laughs> I still think that some people remember those things, and people do remember me being like at times you know aggressive and stuff. But um, pe- the fact that people remember my creativity um, always means so much more to me than you know than anything else that people could say. So I appreciate. Well, that. but you actually said like animated. I think is a very good word because you were very animated. And you would kind of just express yourself. And it was kind of, you know, Brad, just let Brad be Brad. <laughs> yeah, I was a I was a 27 year old in a in a 15 year old body, uh, <laughs> trying to figure out ways to to manage that in a much more uh, mature way. It just took me a few years to get there. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm the other way. Well, refresh my memory because I, I can't remember where Lizzie said that you guys started. But where did you guys start in in Wizzahickon? Uh Blue Belt. Um, we started. Blue. Yeah, I mean, so we went to kindergarten, starting at kindergarten in Blue Belt, but we went to like it was called Hobbit House in um, uh, Gwinnett University College. So okay. they had like a preschool, and actually, remember Jeff Giason? The name, yeah, 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 yeah. Is a year below us, right? He, yeah. Yep. So his mom ran a daycare. So Lizzie and I used to go to his house for daycare. So we knew Jeff and his older sister. I'm drawing a blank on her name, but um, we went there for preschool, then to Hobbit House, and then to Bluebell. So we were all the way through. The Hobbit House was that? I gotta ask what what is the deal with that? Are there trolls just, underneath? Or? Yeah, it's just no. We were the Hobbits. We were the little kids. <laughs> we were the tiny little gremlins. I don't know. We were running around and my mom worked at Gwinnett Mercy College. So it was perfect for her. She could like drop us off, go to work and then pick us back up. Yeah. And then, yeah, we went all the way through and, you know, I think the group in Bluebell was like Malhorn, Mossy, um, Chris Salvini, uh, Steve Johnson, Chris McQueen, uh, Forrest Sellers. Pat yeah. Emery, like that was like, we had like a good little crew there. Um, and it was fun. We had, we had a blast. So, did you have, a, you had two older brothers, right? Brian and Jeff. Yeah. Brian was a senior when we were freshmen. Jeff was already gone. Um, but yeah. So they did the same thing. They went all the way through. The only like almost variation was at the end of middle school. I had a lot of friends that also went to LaSalle. Just from like Salviti went to LaSalle, right? 
Salvini did, and then uh, Tommy Gorman, Ian Garrity, Bubba Gernard, and they all lived like in the area, and we played um, like WRA and and soccer and uh, little league baseball and stuff like that. And my parents asked me, they're like, "Do you want to go to LaSalle?" And I was like, "No, absolutely not." What was it that you didn't that you didn't weren't digging? I I didn't want to go to private school. Mm. Like it, it was just kind of all the same. Like it was an all guys school. Yeah. And they all look the same. <laughs> like, I, like, let's go do something. I'm not, nothing wrong with that. And yeah. like, I'm still friends with them to this day. Like another guy, um, Kyle Cleary went to LaSalle and he was my roommate at Villanova mm. for all four years. So, and we're like best friends. So I'm not knocking it, uh, but it just wasn't for me. That's so. interesting. Uh, when you say the same, do you mean uh, white? <laughs> or do you yeah, yeah i do yeah. yeah i mean not that there weren't other you know backgrounds there but i mean it was just all we were all kind of you know the same yeah. uh, you your mom and your dad all this stuff and you know you kind of grew up similar and you're just like okay i mean and the other thing too is i had two older brothers that went through was right. and i wasn't about to let like that slip away because they all played sports and i wanted to do better than them in whatever they did. We were a very competitive family um, from, from the very beginning. Like anything we did, we tried to beat each other at. Academically and sports-wise? I know sports were, were big, but yeah. academically as well? I mean, more sports. I, yeah. I, I probably didn't get serious about like school until like sophomore year. Um, I think my freshman year, I got like all B's and C's mm. and I took that home to my dad and he was ready to just whoop some ass. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, look, I, I think that's just, you know, what I am. Like, that's, you know, what I can do. And he's like, come here. And he pulled me aside and he was like, this is what you have to do to in the next two years to get into national honor society. Like that was oh. really big for him. And he was like, you got to get straight A's. You can get one B. And I was like, all right. And he's like, you're going to do that. And I was like, okay. He didn't really give me a choice. So were your brothers national honor society? I don't think Brian was, I think Jeff was. So and then obviously, obviously I have Lizzie, you know, so everyone was like, Oh, the dumb twin. I was like, Hey, <laughs> um, that's why we had classes together. You had the CP yeah. classes. Yeah, that's right, man. Um, I worked my way to the AP classes, but it took a little time. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So like, that was like, he gave me like an ultimatum. And I, I still remember like after freshman year, he would drive me into school all, all, all sophomore year, drive me in and I would get in because my dad taught it at another high school, Abington. Okay. And so he would get in at like, I don't know, six 30 in the morning and we would leave our house at like six. So I would be at Wissahickon at like 6.15. Yeah. And I would go in. I, I still remember it. Miss Harrison's class. Do you remember her? No. What was she? She's a she math teach? teacher. Okay. And she would always get in like super early. And I would go in there. And I think ultimately like Lizzie would come obviously. And I feel like Malhorn would go. And like the more, like we would just start going in earlier. And I think like Molly would maybe go, Katie Evelyn would maybe go, Molly Foos, Katie Evelyn. 
Um, and we go in there and just like, kind of like do our homework and do all that stuff. Really? So like, yeah. So was this like an official program or was this like the nah. teacher saying I'm here and you can come in. And so you guys just all gather. Wow. That's something I would have never expected. Yeah. So like I heard Lizzie say like, and I did, I was to go to bed at like eight o'clock, eight 30. Um, but I would get all my homework done in the morning before hmm. I wouldn't do it at night. I'd do it in the morning. Cause I knew I had like, you know, an hour and whatever to get it done. So I would just do it in the morning and then go. What kind, what kind of students were, were like Mailhorn and, and, and Moss and, and some of those, assuming that I'm, I know that those guys were your friends and you, and I know you had more, was a Hicken, but it, what was your friend group in general? What kind of, of students were they? Uh, I mean, I think they're all smart. Let me put it that way. Yeah. But smart doesn't mean a good student, right? Like I always put it eas more easily to my older brother, Brian. He's really, really smart. He hated school. So he just didn't care for it. Um, I don't think, you know, most of my, my guy friends, my group of friends, they're not, they, they were okay in school. Like they weren't bad in school. Um, but I don't think I had too many like AP classes with them and stuff like that. Or, or like, like when we got to like the junior and, and senior years, um, I had fewer and fewer classes with them. The guy that had, I, I had a fair amount was like Kyle Spies. Um, yeah. I had a fair amount with him, but yeah, I mean, they were good students. Like they weren't bad. I, no, I, I, don't, I don't really know. Yeah. It's just interesting because, you know, mentioning that they were like Mailhorn going to the, going there and some other friends going to, yeah. to this early morning thing. Um, I often wonder if like the, you know, I know you have your sister pushing you and wondering if those pressures came from anywhere other than your sister and your dad. Um, just because I know I didn't have those pressures from my friends and I felt like, oh, well, no one else is like, my friends weren't college, weren't college forward thinking, um, career was kind of mm -hmm. like very ambiguous. Um, so future and grades and stuff, there wasn't like getting your report card and like, what'd you get? What'd you get? And I go, oh, I'm the, um, you know what I mean? Like you're getting uh, it with your yeah. sister, but I was wondering if you had that from your, from your friends as well, yeah. where it's like, no, no. No, it, that was, that was strictly in the household pretty much. Um, never really did it with the rest of my friends, but they would come in with me. I mean, they were, like I said, they were still smart. It didn't like yeah. just different, different pressures. We did, we didn't care about that between each other. What so, kind of uh when you were a kid, what kind of things were you, were you into? I know you mentioned like WRA, which I got to tell you, man. And you mentioned Chris Salviti. I did WRA uh, one year. Uh, for soccer because there was no soccer in Ambler. So I did soccer for one year and Chris Elviti, uh, Pete Janik, that's when I got introduced to those guys. Oh, and yeah. just like, and you mentioned like everyone looking the same. That was my impression of like that time. It was like, everyone looks the same. WRA basketball, I think I also did. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I felt like Steve Johnson and I were like, I felt like we're the only black kids like anywhere in these things. And I was like, and that was, kind of like my bias that I built over, over that time when I was a kid from that, right. um, that just popped when you start mentioning those names, I was like, Oh my God, yes. WRA. That's what I always <laughs> think of. Yeah. Uh, I but, mean, you were saying like, what, what, what did I do? What was I yeah. Into? What kind of stuff were you into? I mean, sports was a huge part of my life. Um, my dad ran track in college, um, ran track in high school and college. Like my mom played field hockey. Like they were both very, athletic mm -hmm. and 
I think probably a little more so than that, they wanted something to kind of tire four kids out. So <laughs> we would like have big soccer games in our backyard. Um, we're all like the neighborhood kids would come over and we'd have a big old soccer game. We'd play football and like we'd break up all the leaves and play football in uh, in the leaf pile and stuff like that. Um, baseball, home run derby and all that stuff. Um, other than that, like I, I would ride my bike up to like either Chris Moss's, Chris Salvides, Chris McQuaid's, Eric Malhorn's, because they were all in like a distance where I could ride my bike. Mm. And we did the same thing. We built like forts and stuff like that. And, you know. Now, were people coming over? Were they were these the same friends from school coming over for like these games at your house? Was your house the fun house? So uh, do you remember like um, a name, uh, Ross Newman, Gabrielle Newman? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. So the Newmans lived like through the backyard, like uh, like five or six houses down. Um, and then there was a bunch of LaSalle oh, kids that lived. You're talking uh, Gabrielle Union, the girl. I'm yeah. thinking of Gabe Newman, the guy. No, I absolutely no. remember. Ga I remember Gabriel Union with the the brown hair. We did musicals together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she had a younger brother and an older brother and an older brother. Um, and like the way it all worked out, like the oldest brother was the same age as my brother Jeff. Then the younger brother was the same age as my brother Brian. Mm. Um, I think Gab was a year older than us. And then I forget the younger Newman's name. But he was like a year younger, but like they would come over and play soccer. Tommy Gorman lived right there. Molly Foose lived right there. Um, like the Palopolis, they're like a, 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 fa a big family. You knew the Palopolis? Oh, they're my God. I'm, I'm going to totally cut this out of the podcast. But I can tell you, I had uh, in community college, I had class with Lynn Palopoli. Oh yeah, she's great. Oh my god, yes, and was like for a semester was just like the biggest crush, and we were <laughs> we were in media together, and we were like we used to we used to do video projects together. We were like a like a three person group, and we were in our group together when she broke up with her boyfriend. And I remember I was just like, her boyfriend <laughs> went to King. Oh my god, her boyfriend went to King College, and uh, and oh, I was just so in love with her. And then her boyfriend broke up, and I had no idea how to make the move, and it just went just away. Let it go. That's, it. that's really funny <laughs> that's funny that's but, great yeah yeah. yeah so like we had a lot of those people like right around us so that we could i mean we would just and like you know people with malhorn mossy mcquay whatever would come over and play and you just get a soccer ball and you start a game and just start messing around you know my brothers had their friends too so like i mean you just have so many people in there and we're the younger ones trying to play with the older ones. So they're beating the crap out of us. Okay. And then, you know, oh, it's just the whole thing. Tell so it was a lot of fun. But other than that, it's going to sound sad, I guess. Other than that, um, I mean, we really kind of, it was like, you know, focus on school, make sure you do well. Um, and we weren't pushed into sports, but you know, you kind of follow with older brothers, right? Like, my oldest brother played sports and so we wanted to do what he did and my older brother played sports because he wanted to do what my older brother did so it just kind of cascaded down and that's what we did i mean 
and as you work at it, you get better. Like I didn't work at it enough. I didn't, I didn't have like older brothers to kind of like give, give me a push of like, or even like to get me out there. I played with kids in the neighborhood, but generally I sucked at everything except basketball. So, and when you don't like exercise and do stuff like, like you can't just get out there and like shoot and like be great. It's like basketball. I was like a good four and a half out of 10. You know, <laughs> you know, I was like, I knew all the rules. I can dribble. I know how to box out. But like outside of that, like I, it's just having fun when you're doing it and you're playing with people who are beating your ass as your brothers probably were. You oh, get sure. good. You get you get skill set and it kind of pushes you to want to do more. Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, I I still remember to this day, like just getting hammered. I, I used to as a kid, I used to have like this you know, a flinch. Every time I walked past my brothers, I would just go like this. Um, Cause they would just wail on me as hard as they could. Um, and, you know, further down the road, nothing really kind of bothered me when it came to sports. Like, you know, I remember them throwing the football to me in the, in the leaf pile and then being like, tackle him. Boom. You're like, Oh my God. So you just get beat up and beat up, but you, you get tougher and you're like, okay. All right. So, and then I wanted to beat them. So it made me work even harder to beat them to get like, you know, not just be tough, but get like more skill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately, I don't know if I beat him or not, but I remember one time I beat my brother in wrestling and he whooped my ass. Holy shit. Did you wrestle? I wrestled in eighth grade, but my brother wrestled and would try and practice his moves on me because I was the younger brother. And he would just tie, like, pin me down, throw me all over, beat the hell out of me. And one day I beat him and I pinned him down. And I was like, okay, I'm letting you up. Like, oh, it's over. It's over. You. Yeah, it wasn't over. I ran. He chased me down and just beat the crap out of me. <laughs> I wanted to wrestle so bad, but I had love handles and those gear, that gear was just crazy for like heavy kiss. <laughs> Dude, so I wrestled in eighth grade and I had to. In my weight class, I had to wrestle. Uh, what was her name? I don't. I'm never gonna remember her name. Um, I had Simone, to wrestle Simone Woodland. Yes. And I was like, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. Like, where where do I? Yeah. Where do you? you know, like, what do I do? And How then you get leverage. Yeah. And then she would try and wrestle, and I'd just be like, I'm just gonna grab your shoulders and just put you down. Oh. Okay, you go down. Um, <laughs> so it was it was a little awkward that one. Uh, but that was only one year. I did it in eighth grade and that was it. Uh, when you got to middle school, um, you mentioned like you had all these kind of friends and you would ride bikes and all that. When you got to middle school, did you notice, um, I I would consider you as like part of like the cool kid crowd, uh, popular crowd. Did you notice like a, a click seeming to form or as you get to middle school and all the elementary schools come, come together, do you realize like, Hey, we got a whole bunch of kids in these crews. You know, I don't know if I would call it cool kids. I would say I knew a lot of people. Okay. Because, I mean, when you think about it, I did play a lot of different sports, right? I was in a lot of different clubs. I had a twin sister. I had an older brother that was in school at the same time. Hmm. And so, like, I knew people that were seniors, right, when I was a freshman because of my brother. And then through sports, I knew people that were juniors and sophomores. And then, you know, I had 
my group of friends and then Lizzie had her group of friends, which obviously we overlapped. So I feel like we just knew a lot of people just by being in, in different activities. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It started to form. I think sixth grade was a weird year from what I can remember. I can't really remember it, but I mean, you're, you're going from your little world into what did they bring in three or four schools? Uh, Madison shady bluebell stony Creek. Four. Yeah. I mean, then you got four, three other schools and you're like, um, Madison's oh. part of Madison went into Shady Grove. So just the three. Oh, okay. No, but I mean, that's weird. Yeah. Right? I mean, as a kid, I mean, you're not necessarily, that, that's why you grow up fast, right. right? Like you learn some people skills and stuff like that. But, um, you know, moving in, I, I remember kind of then clicking, I guess, more with like the, the Shady Grove crew, like the Nelsons, the K-Rod, um, I think Gebert was in that maybe. Hmm. Um, I still remember James Eckert in like seventh grade. Yeah. Like, like meeting him. Um, and then like from there, when you're all together, I mean, we started sports in seventh grade, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I think sixth grade is always a freshman team. Is that right? Right. That's how it works. Freshman team in six, sixth grade. And then you get a, I don't a, think we had sports in sixth grade. No sixth grade football or anything. I don't think so. Oh, interesting. Okay. So then, yeah, I guess, I guess seventh grade. Yeah. And then like, we also had then like chorus and band. Uh-huh. Like I was a mean trombone player. I could get I could, out. I could whip a hot cross buns. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like once you got, I felt like into the second half of seventh grade, you didn't really, all of that didn't really matter. Right. I think it was a lot also of where people lived because remember back then, I mean, you had to get a ride and you had to call a landline and be like, do you want to play? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was a little weird back then, but um, I felt like that kind of kept everybody in their groups, maybe a little longer. But once you kind of got into like second half of seventh grade and eighth grade, I felt like everyone was just kind of like, all right, mom, dad, like, you know, take, can you take me over here? I want to go see this person or, mm. you know, do this or something like that. Yeah. So I felt like, I felt like it, it kind of naturally evolved. Um, I don't feel like a ton of people you ever really lost contact with unless they left the school. Interesting. So when you say that, then then you felt like you knew a lot of people, but then like seventh grade, uh, end of seventh grade, you have like a, a lot of different people you can actually kind of like be brought to to actually hang out. Do you feel like even in that group that you had like real friends versus people that were just kind of names in the group? Honestly, back then, no. I mean, you're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, everybody seems good for the time where you're at. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, this guy's cool. This guy's fun. He's funny. He's, you know, fast. He, I mean, back then, you're probably like, oh, that guy's so fast. Or that guy always has candy. Or like, you know, dumb stuff like that because you're in seventh grade. Wait, who had well, the candy? <laughs> Mossy always had the candy. He used to sell that like in a black market. He'd bring a school bag full of candy. He would get in trouble for that crap. Him and Salvini were terrors, absolute terrors. Nice. They were awful. Um, I remember one year, was it seventh or maybe it was eighth grade. We had to do a, a, a two scale um, like diagram or whatever, what you want to call it, of the solar system. And oh, the wow. teacher had to... Yeah. And I forget what class it was in. I forget the teacher, 
but the teacher had to leave the classroom. She comes back in and Salvini and Mossy are having a fight with like Saturn and the sun, just winging them at each other because they're made of like the styrofoam balls. Oh, they got in so much trouble. I'm going to take a shot in the dark. England Gordon. It may have been actually England Gordon. Tall, long, blonde hair, ponytail. Yes. Back in the corner mm-hmm. of the hallway. Yeah. I think that went, was. Were you eight? Did you, uh, were you eight? Yeah. yeah. I went, I went, I think six C to seven B to eight A. Same. Yeah. No, I know. That's what I mean. We were. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Same exact ones. I know. And I still remember it was like gray to puke orange to like <laughs> blue. <laughs> it was pretty wild. It's, um, it's weird what like honestly when you asked me to do this i was like i gotta start to think back and remember things because you know i mean out of sight out of mind like it's mm-hmm. so far back i was like oh my god like names that i had never thought about then start coming back up and you're like whoa like far sellers i remember sitting next to him uh i i went over to his house to play one time when we were like i don't know five six yeah something like that. And i remember going over there and then we had uh i think it was miss parker's english class or something like that yeah seven and we sat next to each other or something um steve johnson and i were pretty good friends growing up he lived up in um oh, what was that neighborhood up in gwen and Knoll? it was the condos in gwen and Knoll. Hmm. i don't know that i didn't know that area very well i was in uh i was in ambler deep in ambler so mm-hmm. i didn't know that area very well Oh yeah. I, I mean, at, at this point, I don't either. Yeah, I've been gone, I've been gone from Philly for 12 years now. Yeah. But Steve, I, I remember I had basket. I had basketball with Steve. We were on the same team in WRA and uh, the nicest guy, you know, like I said, I was a four and a half and Steve was about a 9.6 oh. <laughs> out of 10. And you- uh, the nicest guy never made me feel stupid. Uh, and we had England Gordon uh together for science steve and i I remember we used to always sing keith sweat (laughs) i I mean when you said you were a 27 year old and a 15 year old body steve johnson was like 35 when he was like 10 yeah he was i mean (laughs) talk about developing faster than everybody else i'm sitting there like hi how you doing and he's got a six pack yeah, I mean, he was, he, was, dude, I mean, he was making, like, the Junior Olympics, like, yes. in sixth grade. It was unreal. Yeah. Unreal, yeah. but so wild. nice then. So nice then. I remember, oh, yeah. yeah, captain of the team, but, like, never made me feel like shit for, <laughs> for missing right. foul shots. <laughs> yeah, he was he was crazy athletic. Um, But, yes, I mean, like, I, I never felt, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, I got my click. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I felt like that in high school necessarily. Um, I mean, obviously it all kind of builds toward the end, Yeah. but like, even in high school, I, like my boys to this day, like, you know, Uma, Cassidy, K-Rod, Gabber, Keenan, um, McQuaid, Farley, like all those guys, like, but all of those guys also, they played lacrosse. Well, Uma didn't, but in the, in the spring, they played lacrosse and I played baseball. So then I would hang out on the other side. I'd hang out with Mossy, Moyer, McCarthy, um, 
you know, that whole side of things. Yeah. And then with them was like Spice and Zeker. Um, and, and we would hang out because then we would play summer league baseball as well. We'd play Legion baseball. So you, you'd just hang out on, on that whole side. So I, I had like a half a year and a half a year because it would just take up all your time. Right. Um, and then I had like the football, basketball kind of time frame. Was there a difference in groups? for you like as far as like what you would do i would always look at like uh like the the first group you mentioned as far as you know brad and 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 all those guys and kevin as like more of like way deeper into the cool kid crowd and no disrespect to the baseball guys and kevin and all those guys but like i never heard about them so much did for you social socially as far as like social things of this happened on the weekend for you socially, did did things feel like they changed? Even if I know, like on weekends and things, did you feel like okay, now I'm doing stuff totally different than what I would do with these guys? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to an extent. I mean, over the summer, like with our our schedule for baseball, I mean, we had a game like almost every day, every other day. Hmm. So you were together all the time. Yeah, and you couldn't really go do anything crazy even though there were a few of those times but like we would go to like moyer's house and like play pool basketball and you know we would drink too but not like crazy um we would go to mossy's house and do the same um you know we would do different things we would go to you know Amma's house if he was having a party it just wouldn't be all the time because we just had so many other things going on like baseball literally would be like, oh, you got a game today, a game tomorrow, and a doubleheader the next day. And you're like, Jesus. So like it, it would just really kind of, or you'd have practice on a day in between, and then you'd have a doubleheader. Where were, uh, so then where you feel like you felt like as far as, you know, I often talk about um, like the partying you mentioned a little bit. And where do you feel like you felt like as far as uh, maturity and dating and and these things that like your friends are obviously doing? Um, did you feel like you felt like you were up to level? Were you dating? Was that beyond, was that beyond you at the time? I mean, I don't know that I was really focused on it. Like if you want to call it dating in high school, I mean, go for it. I mean, looking back on it, it's locker buddies. Yeah. I mean, like if you, I think I technically dated Katie Constable. Um, I think I technically maybe dated Katie McIntyre for a little bit. Um, but like, you're in high school and then you go away to college. So it's just one of those things where you're just like, okay, like, yes, relationships. Like if I saw either one of them tomorrow, I'd be like, how you doing? Hey, great to see you. Like, but you were in high school. Right. There's no romantic uh, memory of, of, (laughs) no, yeah. yeah. I mean, at least not for me. I mean, it's just like, I think about it. Like I'm 39. I still feel like a kid sometimes, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like you're never ready for it. So I, I think back to high school, I definitely wasn't ready for any of that. Like, and I was really focused on trying to, you know, get good grades, get into a good school, um, you know, do my best in sports and, you know, build some relationships that will last. And I feel like lucky enough, I mean, I, I have so many friends from Wissahickon that I, I keep in contact with to this day. Yeah. I mean, I just got married in December and a bunch of the boys were at my wedding. Um, Congrats, man. And, yeah, thank you. 
And it was great. I, I mean, it was a blast. And, you know, uh, my wife, Nikki, met um, a bunch of the boys at Dan Cassidy's wedding for the first time, I guess, like four years ago, maybe three and a half years ago. And uh, they all just welcomed her in. Like, she just was, like, blown away at, like, how we could not see each other for, you know, like, two years or something like that. We come back together and we're just like, we're fall right back in the same old things, making fun of each other, busting balls, you know, having a good time, laughing. And then they just welcomed her in as part of the crew. That's cool. Um, and it was great. Yeah. I mean, so you build that, I feel like throughout, you know, elementary to middle to high school. And then if you can keep it going and that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember Lizzie saying, uh, that for her, for dating, she felt like guys would only be interested in her or, or would say that they were interested in her to mess with you. She always thought it was a put on to get to you, to aggravate you. Did you ever have any, were you ever like, Hey, that's my sister back off my sister. What do you mean? Who, what do you mean her? That's my sister. Did you ever give a shit? No, I mean, they would do that to me. Yeah. Like they'd be like, oh, Lizzie, oh, Lizzie. And I'd be like, go for it, dude. I said, she can take care of herself better than I can. I was like, you go ahead. Good luck. I said, don't mess around, though. I said, because she'll whoop your ass. I mean, I used to tell that to everybody. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, I don't know. I think some of them were serious, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm comfortable enough. I think my sister's a good looking girl. Like, I mean, so of course people are going to be attracted to her. It just, it's the reality of being a twin, right? Yeah. Like I have a twin sister. I'm not going to be like, get away. It's just weird. That happens from time to, you know, that, that can be the thing where you you have to be the protector, or, you know, and, and oh, I mean, and I would be if like somebody was a complete creep and it's just, guys, you know, like, though, in that case, though. Yeah. I mean, if it's people I know that I'm like, all right, you guys are just knuckleheads. Like, go ahead, give it a whirl. And I'm sure some of them hooked up with my sister. I, I mean, okay. She's allowed to like grow up and live her life. It didn't bother me. It wasn't a daunting thing of like, were you guys ever like at parties together where you feel like you have to like keep an eye on? She didn't go to many parties, she, she said, but did you like, where you felt like you had to keep an eye on her socially or, or watch out for her? Or, even, really. if it, even if it wasn't for guys, did you feel like gotta like, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think back. I don't think so. One, I think because I don't think we were at, she didn't go out to a ton of parties. Um, and not, I don't think because she didn't want to. I think she got, I think she talked about it. She got arrested in sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So I guarantee you, if she didn't get arrested in sophomore year, we would have been at many more parties together. Let's yeah. put it that way. Right? Like, but once that happened, she like took herself out of that. I don't want that to ever happen again. And my parents were mortified. They were like, how did you get in trouble? And Andy not get in trouble. Right. Like, this is ridiculous. I was like, how did you not? Were you at this? So, we know, Chrissy Krause was nah. at this party. Uh, Lizzie was at this party. Did you, you were not nah. at this party? Oh, and by the way, I did listen to the podcast. So the guy that had the pennies in his mouth, if you want to edit this out, you can. It was John Brosnan. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Really I knew, I knew, I knew exactly who it was. I was like, that was John Brown. Because that funny. guy maybe made me laugh more playing football with him than any human being I've ever laughed with. Um, 
So I could, I, when I heard that story, I was dying. <laughs> she mentioned as far as like her studying that she felt like she took it um, too far at times and later realizing that it was the attention deficit disorder that was like, that was actually requiring her to get it, to, to try and get it so hard. Did you, she said, she said you would, like you said, would go to bed and be like, whatever. Was there any point where you were like really competitive with yourself or where you were like pushing yourself? It sounds like in sports you were really pushing yourself, but academically, I know you mentioned you had the morning classes, but did it stay that easy for you? Uh, you know, I feel like this is going to sound dumb, but I like once I like my dad kind of told me what I had to do and I didn't believe I could do it. Mm. And then I did it and I made it. I made National Honor Society for you can, you can only get in 11th and 12th grade. And so I made it 11th and 12th grade. And I was like, oh, so I can. That kind of changed my mindset of like, well, maybe I am, you know, I can do this. Maybe I am, you know, a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm better than a, a C and a B student. Like, like maybe I can do better than that. And so, of course, I, I, I mean, I'm competitive, like I said, in anything I do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, of course, I was, I was really kind of focused on trying to do better. And then, you know, when it came to the SATs, I was trying to beat Lizzie all the time, um, which I think I did. Uh, <laughs> Were you taking courses, like SAT courses? We took one at Monco, I think. Um, and we just took like the, I don't know, it was like two classes or something like that at Monco. They teach you how to take the test. They don't really teach you anything about what's in it. It's just a matter of like, oh, well, this structure, you know, cross this out, cross that out, and you have your answer. Interesting. Um, but I remember I, I took it like the Saturday morning after a football game. Um, you know, we got our ass beat, obviously, because we sucked. <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean I, like yeah of course so like once i got to like that point i was like yeah i'm gonna try and do my best i'm gonna try and see what i can do um in this kind of way of going before it was always like you know with friends with sports and all this stuff let me see what i can do here um and, and things kind of came quickly to me like mm. th this would piss lizzie off and I, she's told me this like i could get something quick and kind of I could get my homework done quick, right? Like, or do this quick. Um, and, and it would take her longer. Mm -hmm. And then it would really piss her off is when I didn't do it. And walking to class in the morning, I was like, let me copy your homework. And she would get really mad. <laughs> <laughs> Which that happened quite often too. <laughs> was there anything you were doing differently once you made that, that switch of getting of honor society? And was there anything that you were like consciously doing differently or just like really just paying attention and doing the work I, for me i think it was i actually paid attention in class i'm a very visual learner yeah like if you show it to me explain it to me write it out for me and i write it down things can kind of like stick in my head a little bit and and i feel like that i wasn't doing that because i was like oh i'm in high school now this is great let's go do this I remember going with my brother to a party and I thought I was so cool. I was absolutely not cool. You know what I mean? Like it just like that type of stuff. And I just wasn't focused on anything academic in, in my freshman year. 
So I'd go to class and I'd be like, do, 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 do. And, you know, that, that's kind of what happened that, that, you know, you get the results that you put in, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you start to focus on a little bit. And, and for me, again, I, I could not take notes or I would take a few notes, but pay attention. I paid attention in class. It, it came a lot easier to me because I could remember like conversations and be like, Oh, I remember that was that. And, and kind of do it that way. See, so. I was, I was, I was orally, uh, I, I learned orally. I could, I could pay attention to this, to the lecture, but I was obsessed with taking the notes in the exact oh, really? way that they were presenting them with the overhead or on the chalkboard in the outline form. And I would be so obsessed with the actual, the actual like organization of the notes of the Roman, Roman numeral one and the right. capital letter that I would just like be focusing so much more on that. And I would never actually pay attention to the lecture. I would just be writing the notes and so, that, that was tough. I would start like that. Cause I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but it just, it, it was like, it was like a warm blanket when it was all structured. Nice. You're like, Ooh, that's perfect. I did that for like the first third of a page. And then it was just like <laughs> scribble, just words here, yeah. scribbles there. I mean, I couldn't, my sister's notes were impeccable. Yeah. I remember opening her notebook once and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who have I been living with? <laughs> I was like, whoa. I mean, she I mean, she did not mess around. And she would make like note cards and all this stuff. I was like, poof, good for you. Oh, that's funny. I just couldn't do it. Like if I did that, I I feel like my mind would get off track about actually remembering what it was. And I'd be more focused to your point of like making sure the outline was right, making sure the note cards were right, you know, stuff like that. Cause you know, the worst part of that, I never went back to the notes. I never yeah. went back and studied the notes again. It, I never went back and oh, like never, ever, ever. I would just go, hey, either God or I don't. I just like, yeah, I would just roll in on Monday or whatever. And like, yeah. I'm just gonna take this. Don't remember what eh, 19, what? And because it was also fact-based and the questions at least were also fact-based. And so learning about treaties and, and, and all these different things, I didn't learn the dates because I wasn't paying attention to what was happening. You were just, you were just writing. You weren't right. listening and, and like comprehending. This is yeah. a term. This is a term. This is a right. term. This was an event. This was an event. I don't know. There's like six different dates I've, I've, of events I'm supposed to remember and never, ever clicked. I wish yeah. now, like now I'm just like, I get those sort of things. I understand because I just listen. I don't worry about writing it down. And that that's exactly kind of what I was trying to You You articulated it much better than me that's exactly what i was trying to say like that once i started to just like listen and actually like figure it out because i mean think about how many dumb movie quotes you can you can just spit out like music lyrics like all that stuff if you just pay attention like you're going to pick up a lot more than if you try and like like the equivalent of taking notes is like taking a video at a concert you're never going to watch it again Yes, that's so good. You're just not gonna watch it again. Oh my god, I, it's hard. So that is exactly. I so many times when I had a concert, I just go, "Fuck, am I doing?" I just YouTube everyone else's video if I ever really want to bring it up. I again. mean, I, I've taken so many pictures or videos, like at a golf, uh, like a golf, uh, like you know, whatever. Like, oh, Tiger Woods is walking by. Great. Never watch it ever again. Cool. But but it's Facebookable. I, dude, so I didn't join Facebook until like 2012. I was Ooh. 
anti-Facebook. I, I mean, dude, I go on Facebook like maybe once a year, maybe. I, I'm, my social media consists of me reposting what my wife posts of us. Like, that's it. I'm done. I don't really care. You did a great job over the honeymoon then. Thank you. I did. Yeah. Well, she did a great job. Yeah. I just, she would look at me and she'd be like, aren't you going to post that? And I'm like, <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it's cool. Like I get to see and like, you know, catch up and, you know, kind of follow along to what like is going on in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that's only the best things that are going on in their lives. Like if I, I mean, you got to catch up with somebody to really catch up with somebody. That is literally like part of this podcast. It was like, and and it's actually Dan Cassidy that sparked that was, I don't know. Oh, if really? Yeah. So you haven't heard the story yet. And anything no, I haven't. That you listened to, I ran into Dan Cassidy right before he got married. It was St. Patrick's weekend. And I was showing some friends around Philly who were looking to move here. And we were in Fairmount and we popped into uh, one of the bars there. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but he was there, Dan was there and we're walking out and he sees me. He's like, Brad, Brad, what's up? And I'm like, yo, big hug introduces me to his fiance. Dude, we're going out tonight. You got to come back out. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm showing my friends around. I don't know if I'm going to be backing out of this part. You got to come out, man. I'm like, oh man, great to see you. He's like, yeah, man, it's my fiance graduated from Nova, all this, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, awesome. Leave. My friends go, that's your buddy. And I go, oh, we went to high school together. He's like, but you're like, you guys are like real good friends. I go, no, it's actually the first time I've ever talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? They're like, you guys are like hugging and like catching up. I'm like, that's how everyone is in high school. Yeah. Like we're all friends on social media. But when you see him in the street, it's like, what's up? And it's like, yeah. I don't, I've never talked to you ever. Right. And I just thought it would be so much more uh, valuable to have an actual conversation with someone for like a couple hours. Dude, it's a then, great idea. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's really a good idea. I mean, it really is. So Danny Cassidy, don't give him credit for this. Don't. Don't give him credit. He was Let's... probably so drunk when he saw you. <laughs> he was. It was probably, I, I don't remember the name of it, but it's probably Timmy O'Brien's bar that you walked in. Um, I want to say it was like a collar, uh, double uh, collar. God, I used to live over there. Um. It might come Do you remember the later. name Tim O'Brien? He went to Wissahickon too. He was uh, Tommy Cassidy's year. I had uh, he had freckles, right? And uh, I don't know if he had freckles or not. Um, but he played soccer. Um, I had chorus with him, I think, in tenth grade. Okay. Him, it was him. He was uh, him and Corey. Uh, what is it? Corey Zara. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I had chorus with the two of them. So that, this is, goes back to like, like the whole chain right like i had my brother's friends and then i had danny cassidy danny cassidy had tommy cassidy so then through tommy cassidy mm -hmm. you get like timmy o'brien and Corey zara and then umma and then with umma you get raj and raj and all of raj's friends so like you just have this whole wide range of people that you just run around you're like oh hey um you were we were joking about concert pictures and stuff like that did you yeah. have a, a a band or an, an artist from high school era that you were that you were, are we going to put Dave Matthews on you? Uh, so yes, just because that was the Ugh. experience to go be able to get drunk. Um, I, and I, I'll tell you right now, I do like Dave Matthews, but they weren't my favorite. Um, 
I've probably been to like 25 Dave Matthews concerts. Oh my God, Andy. <laughs> I know. But we gotta we gotta put you up there with like Pam Lacey and see who's got more. <laughs> but like you gotta realize, like I would go to like the three or four nights in Philly like every time. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, Mom, go to a concert. Just get drunk and go home, and it was great. Okay, awesome. I, I think like early on, like middle school and stuff, I would listen to my brother's music. Mm-hmm. It was like like Wu Tang, Goody Mob, Outcast, um, Cypress Hill, Biggie, yeah. Tupac, like all that stuff. Um, still love all that. And then moving into high school, you know, you just kind of build upon that. But a big one for me, I know Malhorn too, was uh, Incubus. I loved Incubus. Oh, yeah. Um, their pardon me, like that whole uh, album was like, spot on when we heard it and then a bunch of us liked lincoln park which was really angry um really angry (laughs) and i think it was our way of kind of like getting the anger out so that we could be normal human beings like no we wouldn't scream it but you'd listen to it you gotta Um, scream it no no. i would listen to it sing it i would listen to it before like sporting events and be like all right get all hyped up before a sporting event and then go out there and try and okay. take some off. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I don't know. It was, it was a little bit of that. I grew up, honestly, you're going to laugh at this, but probably half the songs I listened to are Latino. Um, like whether it's merengue, salsa, reggaeton, any of that stuff, um, just from growing up going to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And my friends always made fun of me. They're like, oh, it's Blackie's music. It's Blackie's music. It's Blackie's music. And I'm like, ah, it's my music. Yeah. um, Yeah. So I would listen to a ton of that and uh, still do to this day. I mean, pretty much if if I put my, like my friends down here, like we'll go play golf and I'll put like a speaker on and they're like, oh, here comes the reggaeton. Just throw that out there. It's a mix of like rap reggaeton and like, Classic rock. Okay. Do you think? Lizzie talked a lot about, you know, her experience in Dominican Republic and, and especially like how it changed her life going forward, you know, as, as she was reaching adulthood. What was your your experience and what you saw being in just a completely different place than suburban Philadelphia? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is that it's not all the same, mm. right? Like, and I know we, we had diversity and everything where we grew up, but that's a different level of diversity down there um, in terms of uh, financial diversity. Uh, I mean, the poverty that you saw was just like, wow. Um, And within their culture, right? Like the Dominicans that were very rich were very mean to the Dominicans that were very poor. and not all of them, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm generalizing, yeah. but like you see that and you're like, wow, like that's kind of messed up. And, you know, my parents always made a point to be like, look, everyone is, you know, like, you know, treat everyone the way you want to be treated and all that stuff. And they, they tried to make us aware of how lucky we were. Mm. Right. Like I'm sure Lizzie told you kind of the story, like we got that house for free every summer. Um, because parents friends bought it and they only used it in the winter 
and they didn't speak Spanish. So my dad had to go help them kind of get the house set up. Mm -hmm. So he helped them out. And then back in the eighties and nineties down there, if nobody was at the house, your shit was getting robbed. Mm -hmm. So they were like, it's yours if you want it, because we don't have anybody. We don't go down there in the summer. So for them, it was like, take it for free. We know the house isn't going to get robbed. Um, and so we would go down there and, you know, my parents were both teachers. So we would leave like a week after school let out and come back a week before school let in before sports. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it was just an experience like mind blowing experience. Um, and, and I think that really drove a lot of, I mean, I just told you, I listened to, you know, half Latino music. I mean, it drove a lot of, of kind of who I am. I'm pretty sure it, it drove a lot of who Lizzie is, maybe a little less to my other brothers, um, but because they were a little older when they started going. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I married uh, an Argentinian girl. I mean, she's American, but her parents are from Argentina. Yeah. Um, you know, I did a study abroad in Chile. I, did you really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I started working for, I worked for Revlon, the cosmetic company Yeah. in their finance department. And the first or the, the third month I worked for them, they sent me to uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina for a month. So I live in <laughs> Buenos Aires. Oh, that's I was awesome. like, oh, cool. And then the next month I lived in Paris for a month. Wow. And that was just from the job. And I was like, this is really cool. Um, so like to just get that like experience traveling like internationally, like seeing other cultures and not being like, and I, I it kind of, I don't know if this is like, obviously it's a, a, a phrase, but like the stupid American, but like, I've heard a lot of people in travel be like, that's dumb. Why do they do it that way? Mm -hmm. And it's like, our way is not always the best way. There's a right. lot of different ways to do things. And I just, I don't know, doing that from a younger age, I feel like helped me out to just kind of appreciate that everyone's different, right? Like whether it's internationally or even domestic, you're, you can think whatever you want to think. I can think whatever I want to think. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or I'm a bad person. I mean, as long as it's not bad things that you're thinking. Yeah, sure, but, sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So I, I feel like it opened up from that, that all going to there. Ah, that's incredible. Um, when you, oh, that was a long winded answer. Sorry. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's exactly, I mean, it really did influence you and, and open up your eyes to that. I mean, that's what Lizzie spoke so much of. And, and it sounds like, yeah, like you said, same, similar effects of seeing how other people are treated, uh, and seeing how other people live, knowing how fortunate that you were. Um, and then, not shying away from those cultures as you continue to get older and embracing uh, differences. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, that to me, like I was lucky enough that I was able to have that experience. And, you know, it's funny, you know, Alma moved over freshman year and then there's this Indian British dude. And I'm like, well, if this isn't like, you know, out of the box, I don't know what is. Like, yeah. wow, it's cool. And I mean, I, I went over with Alma to visit his grandparents' house in West London. And I met his, all of his boys in, in West London and everything yeah. like that. And we went out and we did our whole thing. 
and it was wild. I mean, like, so like just to kind of like continue like that. Train, was it like train spotting? You know what? I've never seen that. No. I know. Like coming My, out of the toilet and shit. It's not. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but dude, so one place there, we went to this bar. They took rupees still. They literally took rupees as as payment. Wow. I was my mind was blown. I was like, That's funny. and you're in London. You're like, yeah. oh, it's insane. Like, what's going on here? Um, but like just like continuing to like do that. Like, um and I lived in New York together and you know, bouncing around there and just seeing all the different things. I, I don't know. I just feel like we've tried to kind of myself and and I feel like a lot of my friends included and my sister, you try and just kind of explore and see what everyone else kind of is doing what they have to offer yeah. it's pretty cool did you when you were uh, in school did you have anything that you thought maybe like you'd want to expand to as an adult career-wise did you think you know the pressure's on you're doing national honor society you're going to go to blank college you're going to major in this you're going to grow up to be this was anything like in your eye were was sports ever like a, a consideration for you you were you know playing all no. these different sports anything like that nothing no well so like one with sports i'm five ten, um not fast and and i can barely jump so yeah. no <laughs> I, I figured I, I was gonna peter out and and top out right in uh at the high school level i had, I had a good run it was fun yeah made a lot of good friends and that was we were done there um in terms of like going to school you know I did the whole process and I got to be honest, I got bored with the um, application process. I was like, why is this so hard? <laughs> um, like, I mean, you got to write like a novel and fill everything out just to go to college. Like it's insane to me. Yeah. Um, so my older brother, Brian went to Villanova and I was like, you know what? Villanova, great school, good basketball team. Let's go there. Yeah. And then Oddly enough, I followed him. He was an accountant. I did an accounting major too. Um, just because I was like, all right, whatever. I don't know what the hell I want to do. Mm. I was having fun in college. I was just kind of doing my thing. Um, I added on a couple other things just because I went to Chile mm. um, and did a study abroad. So I added on like international business in Spanish. Okay. But like in terms of, I didn't want to be an accountant. I didn't, I was an accountant out of college, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I knew it was a good way to have a job coming out of college right. and it was the right time to do it. But in college, I was ready to just have a good time and, and party and, and enjoy myself. And that's what I did. So no, I, I didn't really have any like focus. I still don't, I'm still kind of like, I'm looking for what do I want to do. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of like experiences, which I think are great. But I'm not necessarily sure, like, I want to do this. And I've never been that way. I like to kind of, like, look at everything and be like, look, I never thought. I worked for Revlon, a cosmetic company, for 11 years. Right. I, if you asked me in, in high school if I was going to work for a cosmetic company, I'd be like, you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. I'm, no. But it was great. It got me a lot of experience in, you know, finance and stuff like that. Great. Good for me. Yeah. So, did you did you have a did you have a favorite class? What's that? Did you have a favorite class or subject or or teacher while you're in high school? 
I mean, I've always been math. It like, was math. Math strong, if you will. Um, I like Spanish just because going to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Um, but honestly, my favorite teachers were probably English. Really? Miss Patterson and uh, Mrs. Spees. Um, they were great. Mrs. Satinsky in Spanish was good. Yeah. Um, Miss Karanji was English, wasn't she? Yeah. I um, so. Yeah. Hell of and a post up player. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I had a favorite one. I think they all kind of brought their own kind of little unique aspect to it. But math, I could always do kind of pretty quick in my head. So I, yeah. I you know, I like that one a little bit better. That's interesting. So then, um, from so English, your favorite, but math was your was your primary, and then into accounting. Was there anything like when you were a kid that you had like a like a nothing really? Like, no. did you think like even like the I'm going to be Michael Jordan? Oh, like what did I want to be? Yeah. Dude, I don't even, I'm trying to think back. I don't think I had anything. I, I mean, I was a weird kid, I guess. I mean, <laughs> maybe when I was young, I was like, I want to be like a fireman or an astronaut or something like that. Yeah. I, you'd have to ask my parents. I don't remember that. I wanted to be an astronaut. Really? But I was color, I'm colorblind, so I couldn't do it. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so... Oh, I guess that would make sense if you're colorblind. That might be a problem. Yeah, there's certain things. I think even maybe even like in the in the armed services, you can't you can't if you're colorblind. There's certain things you just can't. You're not allowed to do. So I was told that at like nine or something, and that was it. Cross the dream. Cross the dream of going to space. Sorry, Elon. So, <laughs> poor guy. Um, but no, I I didn't have that. Like I I wish I had a better answer for that, but I don't. And it's it's kind of just like. I, I would just go with the flow and, and see where anything took me. I, there was nothing ever that I was like, this is what I want to do, or this yeah. is like, or even what I didn't want to do. Yeah. Was, there was nothing that you were just like, Oh, this isn't for me that you were doing in school. We're just like, I'm never going to want to do this. No, no. I mean, I had some idea of like, once I did the things that I was like, no, no. Like for example, I went out and I was an accountant for about four and a half years. And that was about three and a half years too long. I was like, yeah, it's it not for me. I mean, I learned a lot from it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, I was like, no, nah, I don't need to do this anymore. Too so you take the next, well, you just take the next step. Okay. Yeah. Do that. But you did I it mean, for four and a half. I know. Well, you know why? It's one of those things where like, if you're doing it, I don't know, everyone has their own like you know you should do it for this long so it shows that you gave it enough time right make sure you get your cpa and all that nonsense and i'm like oh, fuck. all right fine so i just kind of did it because it was like expected yeah. i didn't want any of it <laughs> um but i did it and then i left and oddly enough it helped me to get into a better position so it, it was the right thing to do and i learned a ton from it yeah. So I wouldn't change it, but I mean, it was four and a half years of, eh, mm. not my favorite job in the world. That's what our twenties are for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, but then you could still go out and, and 
you know, go to the bar every night and still wake up and be like, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> we can sustain a lot. Yeah. I do it now and I'm like, no. No. I gotta work at home. Since I've been since I've been moving, I've been drinking I've been drinking beers more than usual, and I swear I'm waking up with headaches every single day now because oh. I think I've been going slightly harder than I than I have in a while. So it's been it's been tough days. Not brutal. What about um uh, What about movies? Did you have I, any uh, movies from high school that you were that were like a uh, top of your list? I'm a big Eddie Murphy fan. Really. Um, so remember when movie stores were a thing? Mm. So I used to, in middle school, I don't know how my parents would let me do this. I would go and rent Eddie Murphy Raw and Eddie Murphy Delirious. Yes. Like, like I would rent one, keep it for the rental, hand it back, rent Delirious, keep it for the rental, give oh. it back. So like, actually, uh, we played baseball with Eric Fenstermacher yeah. and we used to quote, Eddie Murphy Raw and Eddie Murphy Delirious all the time. Um, I mean, I could almost recite it to you. Um, I love Raw. Raw is one. Of, I had it on. I burned it on a CD when I first got a CD burner, and oh I yeah, listen to it, watch it a million times. Mm-hmm. I'll do the cheeseburger bit anytime someone says something about a ham, <laughs> a cheeseburger on on That's on not bread on square wonder bread. <laughs> I got McDonald's. <laughs> Uh, it's so great. I mean, like it, obviously he got it from Richard Pryor and it all builds from there, but like that one's really good. Like really, really good. How do you get turned on to Eddie Murphy? Um, I think it's my, my dad and my oldest brother. Um, they used to watch a lot of like married with children and I would like sit there and watch it with them and laugh at the jokes and not know what half of them meant. Um, and then like that, you know, Beverly Hills Cop, Forty Eight Hours, uh, Coming to America, Trading Places. Trading Places is probably one of my favorite movies. Um, same with Coming to America, but like just all of them, I just he's just a very just I don't know I just find him like really funny, yeah, um, and and like really good jokes. I mean, besides that, I think the other ones would probably be when we went to the Dominican Republic, we were only allowed to take like two movies. And I think it was Weekend at Bernie's, and I think it was Goonies. Um, wow. So it would be those two along with, like, during that period of time. Now, so. see, I love Weekend at Bernie's, too. The one where no. we're on the island. Yes, yes, it's so I good. I mean, it was great. I Don't get me wrong. It's but so that can't good. Be the first one. Yeah, where he only moves when the music's playing. <laughs> I know, because the voodoo, right? Yeah, the voodoo yeah. curse. Yeah. I love that one. I oh, love stop. that one. No way. That was the one they used to always play on HBO. So <laughs> that's the one I always caught when I was a kid. I love sequels. Karate Kid 2, Weekend at Bernie's 2. I've got it on DVD. I don't even know if I have one. I've got two on DVD for sure. <laughs> oh, see, one one for me, you can't beat it. I'm more of the original. I gotta rewatch it. I know I I mean I've seen it like a bunch of times. That was the one that would always be on regular TV. But two would yeah. always be on HBO. So really? Grease, yeah, same with like Grease Two. I like the sequels for some reason. I was like, huh. a, I was obsessed with sequels. I we we didn't have HBO. I was a little pissed about that. Really? Yeah, I, I we missed out on like Sopranos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I missed the whole boat because everyone would talk about it. I'd like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
So you've never seen any of those early HBO shows? No, I have, but okay. like it was after the fact. I mean, then no one's talking about it, right? Right. I think my favorite actually HBO show is The Wire. Yeah, mine too. That's my favorite show. Omar coming, yo. Omar coming. Yes. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, that's my uh that's like my favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. Is, is The Wire. I think it's mine too. Wow. Uh that actor when I was living in New York, Michael I saw him uh, yeah, I saw him in uh Dwayne Reed. And I just like turned the corner. I was like, "What's up, Omar?" He just looked at me, smiled. He was like, "Hey." <laughs> indeed i mean that show is so good oh it's so good it's great and the best part about it is they ended it at, you know they didn't let it run too long like an entourage or anything like that they just they did it they told the story done right five yeah. seasons in and out yep yeah yeah I I'm just... my... oh god i made my wife watch it i was like you gotta watch this and she watched it she was like all right that was I just watched it uh, about six months ago. The girlfriend and I just did another rewatch. Now, I actually do very slow burn, but I've been doing a rewatch with a friend of mine that I post on YouTube where we recap every single episode. But during that time, I also completely rewatched the entire series with my girlfriend who, like, she loved it. Like, abs- yeah, absolutely. Lo- I've seen it, Andy, probably like, uh, no exaggeration, probably 20 times I've watched this series. Like, straight- seriously? Yeah, I've watched it all. Yeah. Whoa. I I think I'm three. Yeah, I've like, done it a lot. Now, maybe some of them I've only done like uh, maybe I've skipped season two a couple of times, uh, but and maybe season five I've skipped a couple a couple times. But like one, three, and four I've watched like twenty times, no no less than. See, and it's funny. I thought the first time I watched the first season, it was a little slow. Mm, everyone says that. Right, but the second time I watched it, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not. Like, they're building it up. Like, it's getting better. Yes. So, like, and it, it took me until the second time to really be like, oh, wow. Like, there's a lot in that that you don't realize when then you move down to, like, two and three and four. It's pretty good. That's why I keep rewatching it because every time I watch it, I catch stuff that I just had no idea I wasn't I wasn't hip to. And the first one was like, oh, they're going to come back to that. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. You know, the way I was probably on that train of like season two's whatever, but it probably wasn't until like the fourth time I watched it that I realized like you need season two to make season to make season five and four mean anything because yeah. that's what that's what Marlowe is after is the yes. connect. Yep. Yep. And the thing that blew my mind when I found out is that McNulty is actually British. I was oh like, my no. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, so is Idris Elba, right? Right, right. Him and Stringer. Yep, both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best episode. Is it the it's the fuck episode? Yes. Yes. The, the best episode. When they find the bullet in the wall. Yep. I just put a clip up about that not he long taps, ago. He taps on the window. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> that is the best episode. Oh, so good. I like that. I also like the one where McNulty crashes his car like six <laughs> times trying to make that turn drunk. <laughs> is that the one where he's uh banging the chick uh by the train range or train tracks yeah and he's all uh no no it's the one where he's uh it's the one where he goes to the diner uh and orders oh. and orders the pancakes and then and he's bleeding like out of his hand and he goes back when he goes back to her place she's like you can have whatever you want <laughs> oh man that's great yeah that's awesome <laughs> 
I love that show. <laughs> ah, me too. Me too. Um, when you were doing football, very curious about this. Uh, how do you what 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 are you going in with your expectations of doing football, and how are you how do you hold it together when year after year, it's not we successful suck. as far as wins and losses <laughs> you can just say we suck yeah 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 i mean i don't you know i don't want to diminish the work that you guys put in because it's hard and you guys took hits <laughs> and shit like that but yeah you didn't win so how do you like how do you how do you it's hold that tough. together as a kid being i mean I, and that's why i asked you originally was sports a thing for you because i i talked to like zach Rowe and a few other people who've talked about their football experience and it was, and I think Tom Beal, and it was kind of like they had to put the work in on them on themselves to try and get like footage and down in their schools. And it was just kind of like a little bit of a bummer because of the, the team was the team. And what were your expectations going into football? And then as it's playing out year after year, especially when you're also on, you know, you're playing, I, I think I'm not sure about the baseball team, but I know the basketball team was making real strides. Um, and, and baseball started- team was very good. Baseball team was good too. The only, yeah. the only reason I could handle football was, I think, because we were that good in baseball. Um, I went into football because I loved playing football. I had no delusions of going to play at the next level. I, I told you, I'm five ten. I'm slow and I can't jump. Like, other than that, I'm a superstar. I'm like, <laughs> motor. Yeah, exactly. A lot of heart. A lot of heart. Um, so it's like, I just love playing football. Yeah. And I met so many people that are awesome playing football. Like, I still remember freshman year football. It was separated. Like, Gene Smack, Eric Coxon, Fran Santo, me, Malhorn. We had a blast. Um, I think Gene and Coxon stopped playing in sophomore year, maybe junior year. Um, <clears throat> You know, Fran kept going on. It was me, Malhorn. I remember going through camps and me, Malhorn, and Fran would just sit there and eat lunch together and be like, this sucks. Because, I mean, you're going through like two days and three days getting your butt whooped. And you're the sophomore with like juniors and seniors, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're getting hammered. Um, I just, I liked playing football. I, I enjoyed it. I can't lie to you. As time went on, as we lost, almost every fucking game we played it got really 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 tough yeah um and and really the harder part was like i'm out there trying to like do everything like and everybody was Mm -hmm. and we just didn't have we didn't have the guys we didn't have the talent like that's that, that boiled down to that and I know everyone used to make fun of us and all that stuff, whatever. We sucked and you guys suck. But like a lot of the guys in our school that were really good athletes didn't play football. Like, think about it. Like Steve Johnson did, but he was too fast and he wasn't big enough. And he like dislocated his shoulder because he hit somebody too hard. But like, I mean, think about it. Like Evan Wallace, may he rest in peace. He didn't play. Bill Richardson didn't play. You know, like Earl Stout didn't play. Like a bunch of these guys that were great athletes, they just didn't play. And I can take it from anybody, but if if you're telling me like, yeah, we did suck, I'll tell you, I'll be the first one to say we were awful. But like, 
dude, you can't give me a hard time if you're not out there playing. I mean, right. you're a good athlete. I know you can play too. Right. So and we just didn't, we didn't have the, we didn't have the firearms. We didn't have the manpower. We yeah. just didn't have it. So, I mean, I kept playing because I liked playing football. Mm. By the time I got the senior year, it was like, yeah, I wanted to play, but losing was just like, what the fuck are we doing out here? Um, but on the flip side, I think what really helped out was that baseball was very good, right? Like we would win our division. And then with summer league Legion, we would win all the time. Hmm. So like I had one half of the year of winning and one half of the year of losing. losing. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty tough, but I think I heard Zach, uh, a portion of Zach's and uh, he made a good point. And I was like, Oh, that's a really good way of looking at it. Like you learn a, a pretty good life lesson. Like you get your butt whooped. You just got to keep getting up and keep, you know, the life's going to, life's going to hand you losses. Like how are you going to, you know, get back up and, and kind of keep moving forward. But right. once I mean, you get them every game for three straight years, you come out. Well, I, that, that's what I was going to say. I don't think I needed it every game for three straight years. I could have used like, I got you know, it life. Man, maybe two or three a season would have been great, but I mean, good God. I mean, I used to leave the field and just be like, Oh, <laughs> just throw me. I mean, Malhorn and I used to go to remember Costa's deli. Yeah. 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 Dude, we used to leave, go to Costa's deli, sit there, get a cheesesteak, and just be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and just part ways and just, all right, we're done. It was brutal. It it's, was really brutal. But what, you've got that mentality of, um, you have the mentality of like, if you're not in it, then you you can't say anything. I think I, I definitely would have had that. I remember Coach Miller asking me to play uh, when he first came in and thinking like, I'm not athletic at all, dude. I do theater. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> but I would have like never been able to have once that started happening, would have never been able to join the team knowing what the reputation was. But that's a great way for you to like a healthy way of you to like just kind of be able to shut out what everyone else well, is saying. And look, I'm not saying, look, you can give me and my friends and everybody, they, they obviously did. I, it doesn't bother me one bit. You can give me shit all, all that. Look, I know all I know is. I tried to do as good as I could do when I was out there. Yeah. Obviously it wasn't good enough for all of us. Um, but you know, it is what it is to a certain point though. I'm going to be like, all right, enough. You didn't even play. So, right. yeah. But of course you can give me shit. Give me shit. I give you shit on, I give my friend shit on everything. Yeah. So um, it's not like I'm untouchable or I'm untouchable because you didn't play. That's perfectly, you know, warranted to, to give a shit. We suck. Like we were yeah. terrible. I think we won three games in my three years. That many? Yeah, that's right. Wow, congratulations. I had no I know. idea. It's like if you had two fingers cut off. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I mean, brutal. Actually, the best part was we won our last game, which was Thanksgiving Day of uh, senior year. So that's we beat up or double. And so I was like, yes, okay. We suck, but we don't really completely suck, and we can leave on a win. What's that like with knowing that you're, you know, you're doing baseball and, and <clears throat> you did basketball, right? I did basketball uh, freshman and sophomore year, okay. and then indoor track uh, junior senior. Okay, so then what's that like, like seeing like the different the different sports, but then knowing that that football, the one that 
the team sucks is the one that everyone goes to the games for. Uh, you know, I don't think I thought of it that way, to be honest with you. Um, I just was tired of losing. I mean. Yeah. You didn't care that, like, baseball wasn't, like, wasn't as popular. It wasn't, like, no one was coming out to the fields for the for the baseball games. You didn't give a I shit. did it for me. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do it to show off for anybody. I did it for me. I loved playing football. And like I said, over the years, it got really tough to continue to love playing football. Um, I loved playing baseball. Basketball, I did just because I, I mean, it was like what I wanted to do. I wasn't really good at it. And then when I, you know, you can't, 510 power forward doesn't usually exist. So I went to running indoor track just to stay in shape for the other sports um, and just stay competitive. I mean, yeah. that was pretty good. I pulled, I pulled Malhorn. I convinced Malhorn to come in to do uh, indoor track. He would curse me because we had to get up early as shit and go to these uh, Lehigh to go to these like tournaments. Oh. oh, it was brutal. Oh, it sucked. And then I don't know if you ever run track before, but <laughs> no, dude, uh, the only time I ran track was during like the presidential, the presidential, whatever oh, things yeah, that we had yeah, to do. Yeah. And how far you can stretch. And, oh yeah. my God, dude. I used to, <laughs> I ran it. No lie. Andy, I ran an 18 minute mile today. <laughs> Hey, at least you did it, though. I did it. I did complete it. <laughs> Dude, there's no bigger pain in the world. And I'm, I'm going to say maybe wrestling, because wrestling is fucking awful. But if you run uh, 400 meters, like one lap around the track, mm. or even worse, an 800 meters, you run a race at full speed trying to beat other people, you finish your ass cheeks cramp up, you get sick, you puke, you're like, oh, what the fuck just happened? Your calves cramp, you're like, why did I just do this? You feel like shit. You're like, why am I going to do this again? But you have to do it again. And it's just, I mean, so I, Melhorn was furious at me that I was like, he was like, thanks, Blackie, thanks. Thanks for, you know, convincing me to, to do indoor track. Do you think that's from the older brothers just of like, suck it up like just taking the punishment like you said of being younger and just getting beat on like sports are not sports are going to be rough and you're just better at at sucking it up and just pushing forward regardless i mean with that with the indoor track thing probably not with that i would actually had like a thought of i need to stay in shape i need to do something and my entire life i've played sports with the exception of obviously now and in college um like year round yeah right like i went from soccer or football to basketball to you know baseball all the way through back to you know and you just keep cycling through it so it was like i needed something to do and at the same time i was like i can use this to get faster for baseball faster for football and you know stay in shape so i mean i think it was more strategic than just like i'm gonna beat the crap out of myself yeah uh did you work during school mm -hmm. i um i got out of job so first first job i had is that i was the youngest brother and once i was old enough i had to do all the yard work around the house yeah. and they didn't have to then i had to work for this little old lady on evans road Called Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson? 
Yeah, Miss Johnson. She was from the South. Hey, Miss Johnson. And uh, oh God, she worked me oof, for like eight dollars an hour. And I would come back, and even my dad was like, "In high school, in middle school, in middle school, you were making eight bucks an hour, dude." My second job at Wawa was for six. Are you kidding me? I'd have traded it for you in a heartbeat. No, dude, no, I don't think you understand. I like I could do yard work on yard work on yard work. I had a motor that wouldn't stop. My, I would come home, my dad would be like, "Are you alive?" I'd be like, "No." I don't want to go back there. I did that for like a year and a half. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Then I went and worked at, uh, remember Clemens markets? Yeah, of course. You worked, worked at, Clemens? at Clemens. Yeah. I worked at Clemens for like two years. The one in Springhouse. Everyone yeah. worked at the Clemens. I worked in Clemens. And then, um, this is going to be a weird one. We may want to dive into this one. Then I worked with, uh, adult, wor adult world, you know, oh. <laughs> No, I worked uh, for Milio building brick patios. Whoa. Okay. Say what you want there. <laughs> I, it was me, uh, Spies, and Will McBrien. We worked uh, as, I guess, seniors. It was junior and senior summer. Okay. Um, building brick patios with him. And then at Villanova, if I needed money, I'd be like, Milio, you have a job? And I would like go out on Friday night until like 5 a.m., sleep for an hour, get up, drive to the work site, work 12 hours, make 200 bucks, go to the bar, drink all night, go back to the work site, make 200 bucks, and then have $200 for the week Yeah. Um, through college. And I used to work with, uh, actually, you remember Coach Stokes, Mr. Stokes? Yeah. So he used to have um, uh, leaf blowing in the fall. So I used to do the same thing being so close. I would just go out, work a day, make like 200 bucks in a day doing leaf blowing for Saturday and then Sunday and then go back to college and I'd have some spending money. These teachers had these side hustles, man. That dude, you had to. My dad had three jobs as a teacher. Really? Yeah. My mom, the other had, two? Uh, my dad taught or uh, coached track and then he had um, going to Mercy College, he taught and then Children's Hospital, he taught doctors oh, wow. and nurses. Yeah. And then Abington. So four, but they all weren't at the same time. And then what was your, what were your mom's other? My mom was uh, nursing and nursing, but just different places. Okay. So she was at going to Mercy College and then she did another um side nursing thing um you know i talked to miss mccracken uh who talked about her experiences with mr milio mm. and uh you know was pretty emphatic about you know what she witnessed as far as in the classroom uh not going to ask you to you know divulge anything you don't want to divulge but what did she witness i'm curious because like so she uh, she, you know, wanted to bring attention to the fact that Milio had his classroom blacked out uh, with the glass. He covered his glass in his classroom. Uh, uh, see, I never had him in class. Yeah, next to the, the, the you know, remember the, the side glass that would be next to the yeah. door? Yeah. He had that covered up. 
And she was very um, alarmed by that and just some other just like slight behavior that was questionable. And she was dissuaded from going all the way with it because uh, for fear of like basically was told like, hey, this might not work out. Retaliation? Yeah, like this might not work for you, work out for you if you bring this up to anyone. Really? Yeah. But she made like, you know, she made her superiors aware. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, she wasn't like hiding the fact and it was like, Hey, got it, but don't probably don't push it anymore type of thing. Jesus. Yeah. You like looking back on it and I look when all that stuff came out, I can't tell you how many people were like, did you know? And I'm like, I didn't fucking know. Like, how the fuck would I know? Yeah. Like I, I built patios with the dude. And honestly, I have to admit at that time, like he we were friendly, obviously. We spent a lot of time together. Like, we would go out and have beers. Like, right. you know, it was kind of cool thinking you were the younger kid going out with the older guy. Like, like not in that way, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, oh, no, yeah, exactly let's, go have a beer. let's go hang out. Let's go do this. Um, and, and I'm not going to bring up the name, but there's a teacher at middle school, too, that worked with us. Um, and, and his brother the teacher at middle school's brother that worked with us, um, great guys. And they had, they had no idea too. So like, I remember I was driving back. Um, I was working in my lovely accounting job that I told you about. And uh, I had to spend half a year out in Harrisburg. Um, and so I would drive out on like Sunday night or Monday morning and then drive back on Friday afternoon. And I remember getting a call from this teacher at the middle school being like, yo, where are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm driving back from Harrisburg. What's going on? He's like, you're never going to guess what happened. And I'm like, what? And it like, it blew my mind. Like I drove over to the house and like, we were furious. We were just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what the fuck? Like one, what is he doing? That's ridiculous. And, and two, like, like, I think he took a lot of actions um, after he was like, you know, kind of in the crosshairs to try and protect himself. Right. That then also you're like, what, like, what, like had no clue. It was, I haven't, I haven't talked to him since. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I hadn't talked to him in, in a while before then because yeah. I was working and so I wasn't working for him, but I heard that I haven't seen him or talked to him since. And I, I mean, I feel bad because like, but it's a tough situation, right? He did a terrible, awful, awful thing. And I don't know how many people he did it to, because I don't know who else, you know, felt comfortable speaking up or not. Right. So it's just, it's just a terrible thing. Right. It's just what's in the legal case that we know. of. Right. I, I mean, but then you have to try and balance that with like, I didn't have a, like he was, he was our baseball coach too. Right. right? Like, so you have like good experiences and then you hear about that and you're like, your brain breaks. You're like, what is going on here? Because uh, honestly, I, after the fact you talk to like, you know, my sister and some of her friends and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, he made a couple comments here and I'm like, why didn't you say anything? It was a sketch in our senior class show. Wait, what? It was a sketch in our senior class show about oh, him 
about like him uh hanging out with the younger girls partying with the girls for our senior class show it was like a whole it was like a whole sketch where someone was, was mr milio and it was oh, like shit, whole, i don't remember that yeah it was like a whole joke of like the girls like flirting with mr milio mr milio kind of like flirting back and yeah but yeah so i aren't you glad i brought that up yeah. <laughs> you were asking you're asking my jobs that was one of them for a period of time before then I graduated. Yeah. And kind of, kind of Debbie Downer. No, I mean, everyone's got not a lot of people have experiences with it at times. It's like, I never even knew how to address it. Some people are more forthright. I'm like, yeah, I'll talk about it a little bit. And McCracken was just like, when I was like, okay, you know, part of me is just like, you know, no need to protect him, but I want to protect, you know, the victims and and those yeah. related to and and such and and um but your personal experience is very valid uh in this in this situation you know yeah i mean that's why i was like oh well you could kind of love yeah. this one. <laughs> oh man so yeah i so i did work i worked going back let's turn it back let's get it yeah. back to well you better. said you i remember you had said you had done you were like a, you were like a big manual labor guy so i was wondering yeah. like yeah that's where it all started like really kicking in prior with also with the miss johnson oh yeah miss johnson yeah she she could she could uh she could beat you up a little bit but yeah i mean so like i've always worked i've always it working never bothered me yeah um i, I mean i actually enjoy kind of going out and doing work um it's funny because it's like the complete opposite of being an accountant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, no. I, so there's there's something to this. So my dad also said because I was like, man, I, I, you know, I enjoy the work because you like kind of get to see like what you've done. Like you build something. Yeah. Look, build that. You know, if you're on a spreadsheet, who cares? Um, but he was right. like, you don't want to be doing that when you're forty. And no offense to anybody that, that does that, but your back hurts. Your back hurts. You're gonna wake up, your hands are gonna hurt, you're gonna be sore, you're gonna be tired. He's like, use this. And he's like, you'll be better off. Mm. And I was like, okay. And that's kind of when it went the other way. Yeah. Did you so, um do you feel like you excelled through college as you had at the path you were taking, like junior and so and, and senior year when you were doing honor society and you were you got much more serious do you feel like you were able to continue that path uh once you were in college absolutely not oh um not that i did bad mm -hmm. um i mean I, I think i did i i couldn't tell you what my gpa was um i, I did okay people but, who who have incredible gpas always remember what their gpa is though <laughs> people no, who like killed incredible. it in college are like yeah i got three nine at least like it was it was not incredible. Um, it was in the threes though. Okay. I think it was like a three three, maybe a three four. Okay. But and it wasn't terrible, but college. College. Yep. I had a blast in college. <laughs> um, I mean, I had a fake ID two weeks into college. Like yeah. Okay. I mean, we we just went to the bars. Villanova is a big bar school. We went to the bars all the time. You know, we had parties, we did this, and you know, I know the Villanova fun. Ha ha. Um, we had a blast. You find your little your little group, you do your thing. We had a really good time. Um, I would go visit Lizzie a bunch too, um, up in Princeton and the eating clubs and everything like that. And I I was a terror. 
I'm sure her friends were just like, get him out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. I, I didn't, I didn't really focus on any of that. I focused on kind of like, like we talked about before going back to like middle school, like I want to make friends. I want to like build like, you know, friendships and, and make relationships and stuff like that and just have a good time with people because I mean, we're going to have to go start working. I mean, (laughs) I still remember graduation. Like my parents and my grandmother were like, we're so proud of you. It's the best day of our life. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like it's the worst day of my life. I just went through four years of no responsibility. And now I have to like go out and work. I was like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it was terrible, but you know, it was great. I had a blast at Villanova. Um, I wasn't really focused on it, but you know, then you get out into the working world yeah. and you're like, all right, you know, it is really time to kind of focus and get serious. Did the pressure stop then? Like you, cause you mentioned it originally started from the pressure of your dad. So was he not as like, Hey, what's up with these grades? You need to be getting A's that stop once you were gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Honestly, it was one of those things where I, I, and I don't know if he'll even remember this, but I think it was more one of those things where he was like, just trying to prove a point, like you can do it. And it wasn't really about the grades. It was just like, I'm asking you to do this, do it. Hmm. And you got to do something that you're not going to want to do to get there. Right. Like, and if you do it, awesome. Now you know you can do something when you don't want to do, it, right? It was more. I think yeah. it was more like that kind of like life lesson type thing. And I'm maybe I'm reading way too much into it. He'll probably call me a, a, a dumbass, but um, but I, I took it that way because then in college, like he was like, yeah, make sure you do well, make sure you do all these things. Um, I mean, the standard saying from my dad is, don't drink too much, don't drink too much, don't drink too much, um, and whatever. But like. I got a job out of college. Like right. he couldn't be upset with me for that. Like it I, worked. Yeah. I mean, so then, you know, I don't know. I, I did okay to where he was like, okay, keep going. Like keep doing your thing. But I mean, he, he's the guy, like, I love my mom to death, but she would probably maybe get a little too emotional on things hmm. whereas i can tell my dad and be like you know billy i call him my dad billy he's instead of dad i'm like billy I, I got this shit going on and he'll he'll just be like all right let's figure it out we figure it out and get a path forward and kind of do your thing hmm. and i think that's where it evolved to instead of him telling me what to do it became a let's kind of figure this out together so there wasn't as much pressure it was more just like you're an adult now. Like it's on you. Yeah. I'll help you figure it out, but you got to figure it out. You call him Billy. Are you still Andy? Yeah. 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 You haven't gone to Andrew? I, no. Oh, 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 with him? I'm yeah. still Andy. No, I, so I started going to Andrew, uh, probably halfway through college. Um, and it's not for any reason you think I used to go to the bar. It used to be super loud. Sorry. I keep scratching myself because I have a thousand mosquito bites everywhere. (laughs) Like I'm just covered in mosquito bites. Um, 
No, I used to go to the bar and be loud as can be. I'd try and talk to like a girl or something like that. And I'd be like, hey, like, what's your name? I'd be like, Andy. They'd be like, Eddie? I'd be like, no. Annie? No. Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Okay, great. It's hard to mess up Andrew. So that was kind of like the evolution of me calling myself Andrew. And then work-wise, it just kind of kept going from there. Um, you mentioned going to Princeton and I, when I talked to your sister, she, you know, I, I might've put these words in her mouth, but I, I think the gist that I got was like, you know, having a twin, uh, it was like having a built-in best friend. Yeah. Um, same for you. Yeah. I mean, like, so you have to realize we started going and I'll take you back a little bit. We started going to the Dominican Republic when my sister and I were two. Wow. To when we were like 20. So we would spend a month and a half, two months together as a whole family, my brothers, my sister and I. So like for that period of time, we were as close as can be. And I think once we got more into high school, college, we kind of went a little bit further away with the exception, a little bit of Lizzie and I, because, you know, she was really right at Princeton. I'm right at Villanova. And I mean, we were born together. Like, right. Your lives are aligned age wise for where you are in life. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really was like, so for example, she said she lived in the Dominican Republic. Like I flew down for our birthday hmm. and we had our birthday in the Dominican Republic. I just, uh, like a month and a half ago, flew up to Boston to hang with her for our birthday. Like we try and spend our birthday together. Um, yeah, which is cool. I mean, I have somebody to spend my birthday with and our rule is you can't, we can't get each other a gift. It's not like, you don't, you're not supposed to give a gift on your birthday. So don't give me a gift. I won't give you a gift. Like, you know, let's just enjoy, let's go do what we want to do and have fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's always that, but it's also like, we don't talk all the time. We really don't. But if I ever need anything, I know I have that. Hmm. And if she ever needs anything, she knows she has, right? Yeah. Like, and it's always going to be that way. And I mean, she told you, she went through some tough times with the the med school and the ADHD. And yeah. I, we had some, we had some talks, we had some, some tough conversations and it wasn't easy, but yeah. you know, it's good to have that. It's cool. That's cool. So, I mean, we, yeah, we had a blast. Being an only child, I, I'm always interested in the dynamic of brother and sisters. And But, of course, I only knew, like, older brother, younger sister for my friends. Uh, right. So to hear, you know, the the pureness of of twins is pretty cool. And, and, and I'll take it, like, to finish it off. I don't know that I would share the things and with, like, that I share with her necessarily with my older brother's. Um, and and I don't know that she would either, right? Like, you have a peer. Yeah. It's not like you're talking up or talking down. You have that person you're talking to, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. So cool. like you're you. I mean, you may have different experiences, but I'm 39. She's 39. Hey, we're we we've gone through the same things together for the most part. So it's it's a little different that way. Yeah, you're not four your your brothers are, are at least four years matured of those experiences right. oftentimes, right? Yeah. And I felt like a lot of times, and that was kind of why I said before, like 
I had the little brother syndrome because I would say things and they'd be like, I felt like they were talking down to me, like, no, 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 no. And you don't do that and don't do this. And I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. so like there's that kind of aspect of it. And not that they were doing it a ton, but just it's, it's natural. Right. And now, yeah. now we're, I think on the level to where like my brothers and I are like really good friends, like equals. And it probably happened a few years ago, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus the older brother, younger brother type thing. Besides The Wire, favorite show, 90210. And <laughs> Brandon no. and Brenda, right? Twins. Is that I, yours, really? It's it's up there. I, I've, really? I've probably I've watched one episode of that. Oh, I've probably watched that more than The Wire. It is funny, though, to hear everyone now that I'm thinking back, right? Cause this whole thing is about thinking back about everything. Yeah. A lot of people did try and make it bigger than it was. And I was like, no, it's not. And that's kind of anticlimactic, but it, it just, it is what it is. Well, you know, Susie uh, had more, uh, I feel like uh, more, I don't want to say salacious, but more twinny type stories of, you know, clothing or boyfriends Oh, for uh, sure. Things like that. Uh, but like, you know, I think other than 90210, it was like Sweet Valley High. So, you know, the twin thing was like, that's, that's for me at least, was all I had to go off of as far as what did twins do? You know? I mean, look, did I have crushes on like my sister's friends? Absolutely. And I'm sure she did on mine. But I'm not going to be like, I don't know. We weren't that close yeah. to where I'd be like, yo, put in a good word yeah because i think we were both just not mature enough at that point in time yeah i mean like i said before i i, I still don't feel like i'm mature enough but <laughs> yeah, i mean you just kind of fake it till you make it and you just kind of keep doing that through life find someone that's comfortable with your maturity level and, exactly <laughs> well dude honestly i found a good one and the weird thing was i left new york city to move down here mm-hmm and then I found a girl from New York City to date. And then she went to Villanova. I went to Villanova. She lived in Hoboken. I lived in Hoboken. She lived in Union Square. I lived in Union Square. But you never like, knew each other? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a lot of random things just kind of fell into place. And then we ultimately found out that we had like some mutual connections. And it was weird um what's her name where'd you where did you actually meet her i met her on bumble on where on bumble yeah, yeah. oh what's her name so, uh nicole rodriguez and uh i so i used to war i used to, have to travel from jacksonville to san diego to toronto to new york and just bounce around all of those you put it and i was miles. on the plane that was that was my time period where i was saying like i was like 50 percent of the time like traveling yeah. And it was exhausting. But I was in New York and you, know, you get bored, you pop it up. Mm-hmm. We match, but I land back in Jacksonville. <laughs> and she was like, uh, why are you so far away? Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but I don't live there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we started talking. It was it was wild. I mean, so many like things in common and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm always interested. I'm biracial. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm always curious as to other people's interracial experiences being in a, you know, you're married now, uh, being in an interracial marriage. What have you, and you've already got some, uh, some uh, Latino, Latina, uh, Hispanic, I don't know what the proper term is. <laughs> I don't know either. Experience, you know, being in, in the DR, obviously countries aren't the same, but um, what have you learned just, sharing your life with someone of a complete different, you know, nationality in this way. So she'll probably get mad at me, but she was born in New York. Her parents came when they were like 21 from Argentina. Um, I think I'm more Latino than she is. I, uh, I like, I listened to, like, like I told you, I listen to like so much Latino music. She's like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is a jam. This is a jam. Did she think and you were putting it on like on purpose, like to try and like, like to I don't know. Her I actually haven't asked this her. This is what I listen to. I like yeah, this. I, I told her, I told the whole Dominican thing. I was like, hey, look, this is a big part of my life and all this stuff. And, you know, I know a lot of things about like, latin american culture because my dad was a spanish teacher and like you know spent time there and mm-hmm. i just random shit so i don't know it's kind of funny and she's the best person in the world um it's more dealing with her parents her parents are fantastic but they are um they're they have you know the, they're latino like mm-hmm. they so it, it you're dealing with a, a little bit different culture like they've been here for 40 years. So they've been here long enough, but yeah, I mean, it, it's great. I, I feel like my upbringing has kind of prepared me for this, if you will. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, but no, I mean, no problems. I it just, it's cool. I, I think all of it's fun. I, you, you're learning something new. Like I like to cook. And my, okay. uh, my mother-in-law is a great cook. And she's like teaching me how to cook like her Argentinian things. And I'm like, oh, it's great. Awesome. So I'll just start cooking those and doing that. And so you just kind of learn, you know, everything that's going on. That's so it's awesome. kind of like, you know, learning the new culture, kind of like we talked about in the beginning. Dude, that'll last for, so, you know, being bir- biracial, my dad's mom taught my mom how to cook like a Southern black woman. So I grew up like with, you know, my mom knew how to make fried chicken, collard greens, all those, all that shit. Yeah. Like, and macaroni and cheese, like all the proper, all the proper Southern black foods that, that one would have. So that I get right now being down here in Jacksonville. I see that lasted me though. That lasted my whole childhood to where like now I've able, so that's like stuff that you guys will be able to pass on to your kids, but you'll, you won't be the weakling in the group. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I you, it, honestly, I think it, it's a perfect fit for me, obviously, um, to where I didn't realize it until we kind of went through this whole conversation. But, you know, I have kind of, you know, trying to figure out different cultures and, and explore things. Yeah. And then I just got a different culture to marry me and to learn through that pretty cool so on that hard shift <laughs> <laughs> let's bring out the yearbook <laughs> oh, dude. So, so 
already checked. Yeah. Already checked. No, but I only have like 10 signatures in my yearbook. Really? You didn't get any signatures in your yearbook? I, no, I just, uh, this is going to be bad again. I didn't really care. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I like, if I like you, I like you. I don't need you to sign my yearbook. I mean, I, I do. I mean, I have like 10 of them. Um, and, and they're great. Don't get me wrong, but like, who are the, I'm curious who the 10 are. Let's see. Is it, are they randoms that were like, can I sign your yearbook or are they not like, so all right, so are I they got, your legit friends? I got Matt Joy. Okay. I got a Daruga. Yep. Both of them won't do the podcast. Okay. They said no. Yeah. Both of them said no. Why? <laughs> Emphatically. Why? Uh, Matt, Matt claims that his story would be the same as Aram's, uh, which I don't know, what? seems weird to say. Uh, and a tool is just like, nope, don't want to do it. Good luck Why? with your good luck with your shit. Oh bullshit. I know. <laughs> I got E dub. Okay. I got Solomon Shin. Remember Solomon Shin? Yep. Um, I got Malborn, I got Katie Constable. I got Katie Mack, I got Courtney Kokoris, I got Katie Eveland, and I got Safir Bati, Ann Patterson, and who the flying fuck is that? And somebody else. The signatures are so hard to read sometimes. I know, right? Yeah. So I like that. That's it. That's all I have. So no, I didn't do it. So I apologize. Uh, I'm going to put that on you. You didn't ask me. No, 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 definitely. And I, and I wouldn't, I would have been too intimidated. From me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would have felt, I would have felt awkward about trying to force you to say things about me or say goodbye to me when I didn't think that we had any connection like that. Could have been just a good luck though. I know, but I, I didn't think that highly of myself to say like, oh, this guy would, who I've gone to school with all these years would want to wish me good luck. I wouldn't have thought that. Really? Yeah, no, that's part of this whole thing. Remember I told you. You uh, remember, I the, you. No, I you remember the negatives about ourselves. I hear you, man. Well, all right, so let's go. I, I all right. So let's read off the stats first of all. We got football 9 through 12, baseball 9 through 12, indoor track 11 and 12, basketball 9 and 10. National Honor Society, 11 and 12. Key Club, 9 through 12. Students Against Drunk Driving, 9 through 12. You are a full, like, a full board here. Was this on purpose of doing all these clubs? I think I did Horticulture Club. I think I did Health Careers Club. Horticulture, 9 through 12. Health Careers, 9 through 12. And then Varsity Club, 10 through 12. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty full schedule every year. You look who I was trying to keep up with. This is true. Uh, whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there with open arms and open eyes. So if I decide to waver my chance to be one of the hive, I will choose water over wine and hold my own and drive. Incubus. Incubus. Thanks to my family and friends, three amigos, DR and Pocono crew, KC, and everyone else. Who are the three amigos? Me, Mal Horn, and Nelson. And KC, Katie Constable. 
think so. I don't know, actually. It's got it. sounds about right, though. What was going on in the Poconos? Uh, that was Spies, McBrien, Malhorn, Mossy, and Mick. We would, you- go up, we would go up for Memorial Day. So McBrien had, um, like, up above. It wasn't even the Poconos. I think it was, like, up above Williamsport. Okay. So like further, further west. Um, and we would go out and camp for the weekend and we would have a blast. So we would bring, <laughs> it's going to sound bad. We would bring a keg and we would get a piece of plywood, cut it in half and bring two saw horses, put it together, build a beer pong table, line it with um, uh, tiki torches. Oh, yeah. And just play beer pong in the woods for like two days straight and ride funny. and ride four wheelers and, you know, go to the pond and, you know, do whatever fish and just hang out. That sounds like good, healthy, clean fun. Yeah. We did it for like four years. Something like that. Yeah. So that's a real Pocono crew. Yeah. It was a Pocono crew. So we did. Cool. Yeah, man. And uh, there you are. There I am. I have. Uh, I have my my helmet head. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I always think like you look the same when I see pictures of you. Like that's exactly how I remember them, but it looks different with the hair. I think it's so my hair. You see, there's like the wedge in it. Yeah, in the front, it's because I had a helmet, so I would grow my hair out in the fall to make it like fluffier. Yeah, for football, and then I would put my helmet on, and it would like wedge right there, so I'd look goofy. Permanent. So, there you go. Well, Andy, this has been awesome. Man. This has been so much fun. Dude, thank you. I appreciate it. Keep doing the good work. This is a very creative idea. I'm pumped. You're you're doing well. It's great catching up. Thanks, and uh, next time in Philly, we got to grab a beer. All right. That was my conversation with Andrew Black. Part of this podcast, if I remember how big sports played in Andrew's life, I think I would have labeled him a jock. But, of course, the classic jock tag doesn't usually come with National Honor Society and AP classes. I found Andrew's dedication to his grades in his last two years to be pretty remarkable. I wish I could just turn it on like he was able to do. But, as I've now mentioned many times, I really lack the skill set to study. I couldn't even imagine going to school early in the mornings to get my work done as Andrew did. If my work wasn't done before I went to school, it just wasn't done. So thanks again to Andrew for a really fun conversation and looking forward to you getting back to Philadelphia for that beer. You can watch full video of this conversation as well as my recaps of The Wire as Andrew and I were talking about at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. That is P-L-A-Y-A. And of course, follow Facebook and Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School. I will be back in two weeks with another episode. I have not recorded it yet. So as always, I'll let you know on the Instagram account who's on deck. And that is it for me. I will see everyone in two weeks on a Monday morning. Later.